Live. I'm Brian. I'm with Ben. And with us uh, is uh, Scott and Wes. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having us hey. on. Howdy. So, um, I, look, if if you're listening to this podcast um, and you're familiar with Log Rocket, I don't, I don't know how it would be possible for you to not be familiar with Wes and Scott. But if you're not on the off chance, maybe they can introduce themselves for a moment. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Who wants to go first? <laughs> My name is uh, Scott Tolinsky. I am the co-host of Syntax.fm, a podcast about tasty web development treats, and the owner and creator of Level Up Tutorials, which is um, modern, quick web dev tutorials um, for everyone. And I am Wes Boss. I'm the other half of the Syntax podcast. I create web development courses, primarily around JavaScript, HTML, CSS, things like that. Node.js and at westboss.com. Cool. Thank you, gentlemen. I have a, my first question actually is, um, it's kind of a softball, um, but I figure it's worth asking anyway. Um, out of all the sponsors on Syntax, why is LogRocket your favorite? Um, is there... the, the reason for me personally, you have uh, a lot of options with LogRocket sponsor reads to uh, really get some visual imagery. You know, mm. you can use like you can see where they had the, the scene of the crime or uh, you can you know see, see why they turned your website blue or something, you know. So for me. It's a lot of fun to do those ad reads. Um, so yeah, that's why that's why Log Rocket is excellent. Scott's very good <laughs> at uh, uh, just like going into the ad read, and uh, I just like saying Log Rocket. Oh, <laughs> so do we actually? I think there's we're all impressed with Scott's ability to do those ad reads. They're all I mean, we don't give it, we don't tell them what to say, obviously, and uh, I think it's better for it. So. Yeah, sometimes that's I wonder if I'm going a little too far on them or something, but nope. I appreciate it. We were talking to another one of our sponsors, uh, or I was a, a couple of days ago, and they're just like, "Yeah, we like you think your your ad reads are the best." And I'm like, "It's really amazing that people are giving us money and just saying go for it, and yeah, <laughs> it works out. Go for it." <laughs> I think it would sound weird. I mean, I don't. I didn't intend to talk that much about uh, ad reads, but I think it would sound bizarre on on syntax if yeah. they were like if you had to read actual copy from a marketing team. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it, always it, weird. It would when, sound really weird. It's always weird when like you have like a pod, like an insert ad, like a podcast insert yeah. ad that's like the same one they clearly just recorded once and are just like reusing every episode. I always find that to be like kind of off putting in some podcasts. In fact, there's some podcasts I was listening to recently where the guy recorded an ad read but clearly made a mistake in that ad read and but they reused it and i'm just thinking is nobody listening to this like how, how am i the only person who's noticing that there's like a mistake in this ad read he like has to say the same thing twice he kind of stops and starts it's like you gotta edit this when we when we first started the podcast i did uh like an ad read that was kind of tongue-in-cheek like there's no sponsors for log rocket it's just log rocket go to logrocket.com and i was real proud of myself like you're so witty, Brian. And then after I, can't, I couldn't even listen to it anymore after because because it would play in every in front of every episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like I couldn't hear it anymore. And I who knows what the audience thought. And then at the end, there was a similar read that was like, listen, we're interested in your feedback. Please email me or whatever, even though none of you do. Uh, and I would like get emails that trickle in. I'd be like, since you're begging us to 
Like some people <laughs> believe that I was just, I was recording it every week. Like, please email me. So it worked though. They, they, they took pity on, on me and would send me their suggestions. So <laughs> nice. by all means. I, I, for what it's worth, I like your ad read, Brian. I think it's, uh, I thought it was funny. So thank you, Ben. Thanks. He's, he, he's a good po- podcast teammate. He picks me up when I'm feeling low. Um, so anyway, okay. So for, uh, I thought that we would probably talk the most about syntax here. Um, although we can, it's a pretty free form show. So whatever direction you want to take it in, certainly will go. Um, I'm curious, like I noticed that you're coming up on 400 episodes. Uh, how, how, how are you coming up with stuff to talk about still? Like why does your process change that like from say four years ago, I'm, that's, you started in 2017, right? Like, is there, was there a process I'm asking? Cause I'm sort of curious. Yeah. Cause um, it, I think like in the early days, it was pretty easy to think of episode ideas because there was just like lots of topics and we could hit upon those topics. Um, and then as we go on, the lucky thing about the web development industry is that it's constantly changing and, and whatnot. So we're able to just always have new content. And Scott and I are endlessly curious, always switching frameworks and ideas. So there's lots of new stuff there. And then I don't know, like, like sometimes we're just like really low on ideas. And then sometimes we've just like, like we just had a whole summer off and we come back and we've got probably like six or eight different possible ideas just, just out of the, um, out of the go. And then on top of that, we also just have like common things that we do over and over again. We do a potluck once a month, which is listener questions. Every now and then we do stumped, uh, maybe like once or once every two months, we'll have a guest on. So that kind of fills it in, but um, definitely never too, too hard up for figuring out what to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's funny because um, whenever we are really scraping the barrel, it's like time to reach into what we call like potluck, which is the user submitted questions. And the nice thing about those is we get way more questions than we could possibly ever handle. And in fact, like one of the more recent potluck ones was um, we just like went back in the archives. It's like, okay, is there any that we missed? Because we've missed, I mean, for every question we answer, there's like five or six that we don't answer. So we just even went back and, and found like, you know, 20 questions from the past couple of years that we we missed that were excellent questions that we just couldn't couldn't see just because there's there's just so many questions that get submitted. So uh, luckily, those episodes are always really great. And some of my favorite ones, because there's a lot of variety there. And we're, I feel like they're always very helpful. So it doesn't feel like a cop out to, to go to the, the user questions. But um, if we ever need them or need extra like content that that's always there for us. Yeah, it was actually um, a bit challenging finding uh, thinking of and then finding questions to ask you right now that didn't already exist in the public <laughs> episodes where you can kind of see the notes. And I was like, Oh, that's, that is a good, and then just thinking like, that is a really good question, but nope, they, they yeah. already covered that one. And we're also like reaching a point now where we almost need to do some of the topics again. Like we've done uh, CSS and JS like three or four years ago. And so much has changed since yet then. And also people start asking us to do shows on topics that like we did that, mm. but three years ago, it, it kind of it needs to be done again, you know? Yeah, in our industry, so changed, yeah. three years is like, you know, might as well be 30 years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you ever think about, like, for those topics, do you think about how the audience will react or enjoy or not enjoy? Or is it just stuff that interests you or some combination of the two? Um, 
We think know. about it, but like, maybe not explicitly. Like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. think there's ever been a situation where we're like, all right, what's going to get us the most amount of downloads here out of these? But Wes and I have both been teaching in many capacities on YouTube and like blog content and videos for so long. I think we both have a pretty good knack for the types of things that people are interested in. And, and just based on our audiences, we, we know what people are into and what people are asking us about outside of syntax or talking about, you know, we kind of have our ear to the ground on a lot of stuff. So, you know, I, I do think it's, it's a matter of like a little bit of good intuition on, on both of our parts, but also, um, you know, we can act as each other's filters. If Wes has a really, um, awesome idea for an episode, I can say, oh man, this is great, 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 great. Let's push this one forward. Let's do this one right now. Yeah. And yeah. like, like the Venn diagram of stuff we're stoked about and stuff that our audience is interested in is, is a pretty big overlapping circle. There's, there is some stuff that is not covered angular Ruby on rails. Those are just not stuff that Scott and I use. So we don't necessarily cover them, but like, I think it's the same thing with what courses Scott and I decide to build. It's what are we currently excited about? And generally that, also overlaps very heavily on what is kind of in demand and what are people interested in. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask is it's, I'm always impressed that, you know, not only the sort of the volume of the, the episodes that you put out, but again, the topics and you're not relying on guests to carry the load, like some lazy Go ahead. You, no, I was just going to say, we get a lot of requests for uh, companies to like, interview their CTO or something on the podcast. And we very rarely ever say yes to that because it's almost always us like just wanting to find somebody who's like an enthusiast or interested in something rather than, um, you know, somebody being like, oh, let me pitch my technology to you. You know what I mean? So um, the guest thing is good for us when we're interested in what the guest has to say. Um, but we don't want to be ever like, you know, just having an hour long advertisement for some service or something. Yeah, 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 we like we get that a lot where people want to come on and pitch their thing or their book or like we it's funny we have like a saying is no your boss can't come on our podcast cuz we get all the time <laughs> these big PR companies will message us be like we'd love to come on the podcast and share what we've done and like <laughs> we had one the other day that was like Oh, uh, he's just getting back from Richard Branson's island, and we was wondering if he can come on the podcast. I was like, "No, <laughs> no." That guy made a, a, a video like pleading for us to like have his boss on the pod. It was just really bizarre, and it like really made me be like, "Oh, this is weird." <sighs> no one's ever made a video. Maybe someday, uh, ticket on Pod Rocket, but I don't know. <laughs> ben, we should do that for you. Yeah, then we'll we'll know we've made it when people are are begging us to to come on. Though we do get increasingly more people come to us wanting to be on on the podcast, and we kind of have the same approach of like, if this person seems like an interesting person to talk to, we will have them on. Um, but it's is definitely a fine line between like making it an advertisement and making it an interesting interview. Another thing I'm curious about, just sort of how. Um... I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask the question. So the syntax is obviously, a, I would assume it's a big part of your lives, but you have businesses outside of that as well. How do you think about syntax? Like, how does that fit within either? I don't know if you want to talk about it in terms of marketing or just kind of like, this is something we started to do mostly for fun. And then it turned into something else. Yeah. I, I think we started it as um, just like an interesting way to gain more 
exposure. We both have businesses where we sell courses. And if you want to sell more courses, you just got to get in front of more people. And podcast is a great way to do that. Um, and then I remember like we were like a month into it and um, the delicious brains people came and said like, hey, we want to sponsor it. And I was like, hey, it's got like, what do you think about having people sponsor the podcast? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I'd be interested in it. And uh, since then, it's it's obviously taken taken off quite a bit. So um, it's a bit of a business in itself, but also it, it's still a, like a really good marketing avenue and just a, a fun way to sort of keep on top of of the the tech as well. Because like often we'll have to do a, a podcast on a specific tech, and we'll need to do a whole bunch of research before it just to make sure we know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a great it's a great learning opportunity, um, especially when like, you know, one of us has, you know, one of us could have the spark for the idea of the episode and, you know, they could be considered the driver of the episode and the other one could take like the audience proxy and ask questions and whatever. And then we get an opportunity to kind of put an interesting knowledge in front of each other's ears and kind of share that in, in, in that regard, it's almost like getting to chat with a, a buddy who shares the exact same interest as you once a week on, you know, some interesting technology that you might not know or understand. And I think even when we first started it, we, we came at it from like, like a perspective of podcast fans, like Wes and I both listen to a lot of podcasts. So when we first started sketching out what we wanted it to be, you know, we, we each brought to the table, you know, 20 some episodes of what we thought might work, but also like, here's the things kind of things that we don't want to include in the podcast. Here's, here's what I, I, here's what turns me off about podcasts I listen to or whatever. Um, yeah. and so from that regard, I think we were both like fans of the medium and, and thought we could do a good job at it because we both knew what makes a successful podcast outside of, um, what we were planning. That's interesting. Cause I, I, did the same thing uh, in that, like, I would listen to podcasts, but the thing that would jump out are the things that I, I didn't want to do, um, which are like, these are the things that were to me. And that's kind of, honestly, you know, it's how I exist as a manager, like thinking about like all of the bad managers <laughs> I've had in the yeah. past, like just don't do the, those <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but also with content at Log Rocket, like, uh, you know, what are the things that I like to read to try not to do those things? Um, I think Ben, like you listen to stuff and have the other, th like what, what's actually working for these really big podcasts and like, what could we do that, that would make it log rockety. So when we host different episodes, they do have a different vibe. Yeah. And I, I think like, it seems like people, what they like about our show is that we, we feature the guests, we kind of get out of the guests way and, um, not too much kind of, uh, you know, we get out of the way, maybe because people don't like our personalities and they prefer the guest personalities. But <laughs> what I admire about syntax is it's very different where it's like it features your personalities and your style and people get to know you guys. Um, so is that something you like think about actively or you just kind of be yourselves and the rest follows? I think it's a little bit we're, we're just being ourselves, um, specifically yeah. because Wes and I have always talked about trying to get out of the way. Um, and putting the like the educational um, content, like w w the idea is we wanted to make it, it straight up valuable. Like we want the audience to be able to take away things from every single episode and not feel like they just listen to Wes and I talk about our dogs or something. And, um, you know, in in that process, uh, I think just trying to make it fun, it kind of naturally both of us just just end up kind of just chit chatting because we 
which is like the stuff, you know, you want to keep it on focus on, on, on topic the whole time and educational, um, first and foremost, but also you want to be engaging in, in fun and, and keep people interested. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing we didn't like from existing tech podcasts is they were very monotone and not that interesting. And, uh, I, we came at it being like, I don't know, we're two super hyper dudes. Uh, we can kind of <laughs> go off on a podcast. And, and people also do find um, the one the parts of po- the podcast that are not entirely tech related, whether it's just parts of our lives or we're talking about sick pics. I'm talking about a new thermometer I got to, to test the temp of my food. Or we did one on my new internet up at the cottage and uh, things like that. And that's not entirely related to coding, but I've always approached all of my social media, the podcast, all my courses in terms of like, developers are not single track. They are humans at the end of the day. They have other interests in the world. And um, often those interests overlap with um, being a web developer. So I, I don't I, I like to not necessarily shy away from that type of stuff. And you see it. People love talking about the, their desks and keyboards and all kinds of stuff like that. Backyard office is another big one. Yeah. And, and it's funny because even in the introduction for the those are the Monday episodes, we have like we just list some of our interests uh, in the midst of JavaScript and whatever. And that's like, you know. That was intentional to say, like, we are, yeah, we're not single focused people. We love this stuff and we live it, whatever. Uh, you know, we dev, dev all day, whatever. But in, in the same regard, we we have all these like really fascinating interests that can be or related very closely to programming in some ways, even if it's not directly like the lessons you can learn from how to troubleshoot why your barbecue isn't working or whatever, Wes. <laughs> could be, you know, <laughs> could instill some sort of a life lesson in you that, you know, gives you some sort of uh, awakening in, in your code. Yeah, yeah, just real life debugging. We talk about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that kind of what Wes was saying reminds me of like on Hacker News. I think they have some sort of submission guidelines or something and it says like, what kind of content can I put on here? And it's it's not just related to coding. It's like, I think they say like anything a hacker might find interesting. Yeah. So. Totally. It's super hard to fake it though. You know, like sometimes you see that and it's like, well, you know, like, okay, so you could be interested in, or I don't know, be enthusiastic about what was the Starlink? Is that what you're talking? Is that what you got? Yeah. (laughs) That was a cool, I know I decided that there was an episode, but it's a short version. Oh, what? sorry. You want to know how it's cool? It's, yeah, how's it now, going? Oh, it's it's great. It's internet being beamed from space into your house, so it's, it's pretty exciting um, for me as a web developer being able to work remotely, as well as just the general public being able to to have access to the internet in rural areas. Um, I'm not in a rural area, but I keep saying like we're coming to you soon, and I'm like, well, I would like that, but just to fly over Boston, but we're not there yet. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so if you, again, and we've like, uh, pop rocket is, uh, relatively new. Um, and we had a lot of conversations about like, we could start a podcast and then, but is that the right medium? Is that something we should do forever? Is it something, is it really, is it sustainable? Um, and also does it match kind of what people, how they're consuming? I, I don't know, I guess media or at least thoughts from other developers. If you were to start syntax now instead of a few years ago would you do a podcast or would you pick something else would you be on twitch more would you whatever name your 
I would do a podcast. Uh, the, the best thing, you know, I, I still personally listen to a ton of podcasts every day um, and almost like to the point where um, not obsessively, but I can't find enough that I, you know, I, I run out of I run out of new episodes a week by the end of the week. So um, I, I'm still a huge fan of that that medium like constantly. But also one of the really great things people always ask us about, well, why don't you do your podcast live? and on video and stream it to YouTube and Twitch at the same time. And we're just like, well, you know, some of, some of the nice things about doing a podcast is that Wes and I can roll out of bed on Monday and uh, just chat about the, the stuff that we know and are interested in rather than having to have the sets and the videos and, you know, um, look presentable in some sort of way. <laughs> so like oftentimes, you know, you come in, you're just like, Oh, rough night, the kids were awake screaming all night. <laughs> you know, that would be really <laughs> yeah. rough in a visual medium where people have to, you know, notice that we are, uh, you know, barely woke up this morning because of our, our little kids or something. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think I would definitely still do a podcast. I don't think podcasts are really going anywhere. We thought we'd yeah. see a big a big hit on our listens as soon as everybody started working from home, but wasn't necessarily the case, which we were excited to see. And I just, yeah, just a big fan of podcasts. Yeah. I mean, we started obviously uh, putting video up and yeah, now I have to shower before doing <laughs> podcast episodes, <laughs> which is challenging. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it really does feel like I understand, you know, that kind of single, um, that single focus. It does anyway, to me, it, it, it seems like it goes with the rest of the brand if we're calling it a brand, right? Like it seems very real. This is the, this is what you're getting. It almost feels kind of analog in a strange way to me. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, this no, is I the thing it, that yeah. we're doing. And if, and if you don't like it or you'd prefer something else, I'm really sorry. There's literally <laughs> thousands of other podcasts out there. You can find one that, uh, that fits your, your, your needs. Cool. So I guess I'm going to pivot a little bit from, from podcasts and syntax. And um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you both about was sort of teaching. Um, and both of you have been, I don't know, whether you like to be called teachers or instructors or whatever, like the, what we've had people uh, on the podcast that have been kind of boot camp instructors or um, really in favor of kind of the traditional um, education path to uh, development. Um, how, do you ever look at other sources for, of, of kind of educate or traditional education models and be like, this is something that I want to borrow from that, or this is something that I think does work or maybe doesn't work specifically to developers. And yeah, um, I, I think a lot of my, um, the way that I explain things and a lot of the reason why people enjoy the way that I teach is because I actually did spend, I don't know, five years or so teaching in person, part-time boot camp. I did all that. And, um, being able to sit beside somebody and see what's going on on their face and what questions they have, or the, literally the code that they've just written that's not working, is you're able to really get a lot of like instant feedback uh, from that. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not really like stuck on one form of of teaching, and I definitely think that there are like the boot camps are excellent for somebody who needs to scale up really, really quickly. And they just like to be in a space where they are told what to do and there's somebody can sit beside them and, and fix it. So, um, I, I just like looking at all kinds of different possible ways, the sort of the, like the college university scene for web development has gotten a really bad rap in the past. And 
it's getting better now, but it's still like it moves very slowly, very out of date. A lot of people, a lot of people come to buy courses because they took those courses and it's like, meh, not, not really what you need for the industry. So that's kind of one benefit I think to doing video is that we can be a little bit more up to date and a little more cutting edge than a traditional education. Yeah. Cause it doesn't take me that long to put together a curriculum. And once I do put the, together that curriculum, I can you know, record it, get it, get it out there rather than uh, having to wait for the next year or something. Um, or even many of the times they're not even changing them year over year or, or anything like that. So yeah, I, I don't take a ton um, of things myself personally from any higher education or anything like that, just because, you know, I primarily learn this stuff through video tutorials myself. And uh, I've watched hundreds and hundreds of hours of video tutorials before I ever made one. And again, just like with syntax, I, I'm almost always had like an internal note notepad of what things really make me upset <laughs> when I'm watching a video tutorial. Like, you know, you just wrote all this code and then you tabbed away from it very quickly. Okay, never do that. Um, and I'm kind of like keeping <laughs> this like log in, in, in my mind of, of these things to not do and do. And then so when I started doing video tutorials, it was almost like... Um, how do I get comfortable talking into a microphone and typing at the same time? And how do I reach this idea of what I want it to look and feel like rather than um, what should it look and feel like? And that's mostly, again, just because I said, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the, the medium. And um, that's why I chose video tutorials is because that's how I learn best. Um, and that's a that's a, a medium that I really enjoy to learn from. So it would always really bug me in the past when people would say, you know, there, there was always like an audience of people that would say, ah, video tutorials are terrible to learn from for these following reasons. I'd rather prefer docs or blog posts or whatever. And I always just sat there thinking like, but I, I learn best from from this medium. Yeah. So like, why are you telling me it's yeah. a bad medium to learn from? Yeah, uh, and, I and enjoy I just, it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I knew, and I knew people did. So, um, you know, when I started my YouTube channel in 2012, it was largely to just fill in a void where there was specific content that wasn't being taught in the style that I wanted it to be taught in available for more people. And how do I, how do I, you know, fill that void? I'm, I'm, I actually am super interested in, in people who uh, learn best from kind of those longer video tutorials, because for me, I'm not one of those people. And I, I like, we, tried to recreate what we did uh, or have done on the log rocket blog kind of on our YouTube channel. And we would ask people to create longer video tutorials. And it was really experimental. Like there wasn't a much of a strategy beyond like, does this work? Do people like this um, for us? Like getting it from log rocket. Yeah. And, um, and the, and like, like many things in life, uh, my intuition was wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, like we got way more traffic and, and subscribers than we expected. Um, but it does like, I think there are some people, um, who are like, I, I don't know that I can watch a 45 minute or an hour long video. And for whatever reason, like I know that how people consume our blog posts and they're just kind of hunting for whatever heading, uh, addresses the need that they're Googling in the first oh, place, I, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, but it's a very different persona, right? Like for usually the people that are reading the log rocket blog are um, like at work, like trying to fix something yeah. versus somebody who's actively trying to learn from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Pops up to me all the time. Yeah. You know, for me, the reason why I, I learn best from video tutorials is that I'm, I'm just straight up not good at reading. Um, you know, I have uh, not necessarily, I have ADHD, I have dyslexia, I have 
um, just a really tough time. You know, I'm the type of person who will read one line. And then when I go back to read the next line, I actually like start at the same line I just read and not notice it. So, so it's like really challenging for me to, to read anything literally. Uh, and because of that, you know, I have all of my, my, if I buy an ebook, I have it being read to me through my headphones. If I, you know, listen or video or any of that stuff, it like puts it in a, a different way where my auditory memory is just well suited for this type of thing. And I think really just some people have different means and different strengths based on whether or not it is their visual memory or their auditory memory or any of that stuff. And, and that can just greatly tune how you uh, enjoy the content or how it sticks in your brain the best. Because I can, in fact, I think the the better I've gotten at programming, the more I enjoy reading just straight up code, um, more than the docs or blog posts, because I can read code better than I can read uh, the blog post because it's a little bit more visual, structural. Um, it has shapes, it has patterns that I can recognize in a different way than uh, just you know consuming the words themselves. So uh, that, that's a, if that's a little bit of insight into specifically why I think video tutorials might reach some people better than others. But I also like the human aspect of it where like when Wes explains something, I think it would be without doing like cartoons or visualization. Sometimes he gets into like sandwich metaphors. He'll be like talking about one <laughs> end of a sandwich and talking about the other end of a sandwich. And like without that being an audio, I just like can't imagine that being uh, an engaging blog, <laughs> blog post about like a cartoon or something. <laughs> I'm going to start using the sandwich. Method. Yeah, he, he pulls out sandwiches all the time. Sandwiches is great for explaining asynchronous and uh, cues. What's the, cues? And what is the other uh, the one that we always do when we talk about uh, reading files part oh. by part? I forget. Uh, streaming. What the, yeah, streaming versus buffers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about short form video? Do you feel, is that something that's useful for you? Or in, like, I know that there's kind of um, developer humor, mm -hmm. so that's not exactly educational, but it is uh, certainly worthwhile. Yeah. But do you find kind of the, like the shorter versions helpful? I do. Yeah. And, I, and most of my videos are like six minutes or less, um, at least on YouTube, because you can really, sometimes it's just like, here's the thing. All right, that's the thing. All right, see you later. And too many YouTube's videos are just padded out with, you know, Here's the here's the intro. Here's a you know the bumper. Here's me previewing the thing. Here's me talking about the thing that's only five seconds, and then there's the end of the video. It's like you didn't need all that yeah. stuff. You didn't. Need, you're just trying to get the ad revenue for it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think shorter can sometimes be much more effective. It's funny because YouTube. I've I've been meaning to, to talk about that a little bit more because um, I've done super well on Twitter with my hot tips, which is just little programming tips. Um, and I was like, the, that kind of stuff does well as videos, would do well as videos. And YouTube is really starting to push um, shorts now, which is their like kind of answer to TikTok, um, which I don't necessarily think it's the same thing because the TikTok stuff is much more like uh, funny and, and like entertaining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that I, I think so. I, I've been thinking of for a while. It's just like, huh. Like a, a lot of my YouTube videos and, and my own videos, part of my courses, I try to keep them 10, 15 minutes. But I do think that there's a space for like a three minute video or a one minute video saying, ah, I hit this issue. Here's how I fixed it. 
I haven't seen it. I mean, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just haven't seen like that one. And that's why I'm thinking about it. It's like, what's that one or two minute kind of educational style versus um, an opinion or um, career advice, maybe or like all of those things I've seen a lot uh, are obviously jokes and dances. But yeah, I've, I posted a few to, to Twitter as video and they did pretty well. And I'm thinking like, yeah, with something like that. You got me thinking now that we're talking about this. Would something like that do well as uh, as a short YouTube video? I'm I'm curious. I have a random question. I'm curious. What is with the food theme? A lot of your styles of uh, episodes are food, tasty, or snacks, <laughs> tasty treats. Yeah. Where did that? I don't I'm even know where it came from. I think I mean, it's it, just like we we should look back at like our initial planning document. But like I would, th- I think I remember telling Scott like I want this to be kind of stupid or kind of silly, yeah. you know. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, like intentionally and, cringy, but not like actually cringy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When we started it, a couple of people were like, this is cringy. We're like, good. Like, that's the right amount of people telling us that it's it's cringy or like the monster truck intros and, and things like that. I don't think people understood that it was a bit of a joke. Um, but yeah, I don't we're know. Like we're not I, in on the joke or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. these guys know this is like. This is kind of weird. Yeah, we don't. It's yeah, we we did it intentionally so that you would like laugh at it or or at least to get a little bit of a smile. Or, you know, we didn't want it to be, you know, welcome to Dry Tech Hour with Scott and Wes, where we read the API docs for you. I think I think I'm looking back to it now and I remember it being like, I want people to walk away from the podcast having actually learned something and not just heard two guys kind of shoot the shit, you know, like I want people to say, okay, I now know how X, Y, and Z works. And a lot of our episodes are just explainer episodes. Um, and like, I was like trying to put that into words. I was like, I want it to be like a, like a tasty treat. You walk away and go, ha, that was, mm-hmm. that was tasty. That was good. Yeah. And I think, I think we just ran, I mean, cause we, we, uh, you know, the tasty treat thing, uh, I think that has the origins from the always sunny in Philadelphia episode and that when yeah. we both heard it, we both thought it was just like funny uh, in that regard, in that context. And we're like, okay, how can we elaborate upon that? We'll, we'll have um, a potluck, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll just keep going that further because that I think the, <laughs> both of us, I think are a little bit antagonistic in that way. where like, when somebody tells us that the tasty treats thing is slightly cringy, we're like, well, you know what? You, you thought that was slightly cringy? Wait till we wait, wait till we jam a sandwich down your throat here. And we got a potluck and we got this and that, you know. We just like went for it just to, you know, push the buttons a little bit, so. That is the vibe I got. Like the more that I saw them coming up, I'm like, they're definitely doing this on purpose. Yeah. Like this is oh, not yeah. an accident. Yeah. Like this is, <laughs> this is fun. Uh, yeah. Is it weird? Like, is it weird for you guys to like, Whenever you see the list of, of podcasts, syntax is always first. I feel like, um, you know, and I, when, again, when we were doing our planning, it was like, okay, well, like we're never going to be as good as podcast or as good as syntax, not even close. Um, is that weird to hear? Like, <laughs> like, did you start out that way or you're just kind of like, no, we're, we're really that good. It launched and we like very soon after we launched, it was like high in the charts um, and then after a couple of years, yeah, we sort of had the spot of like one of the most popular, and we, I'm not going to say best, but one of the most popular podcasts out there uh, for for web development. Um, and it's surprising to me, honestly, because like we don't have like there's like really um, there's a lot of like really well curated. Like you listen to like a lot of the. Um, I don't know, you listen to a lot of these like true crime podcasts and whatever, and they're super well curated and they tell a story and like 
it's just for us hit record and go, you know, mm-hmm. and we've right. got no, notes yeah. and it's surprising that people enjoy that, that type of thing. So it's, yeah, I would say it's very surprising that people like us the best or uh, we're e- super good at marketing, I guess. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think, you know, Wes, Wes has, you know, a large audience for a reason. And I have a lot of subscribers on YouTube for a reason. We've been doing this stuff for a long time. So, um, I think it, it helps that we weren't um, trying to figure out our voices in the, this, this you know, tech space as we go here. But it also helps that, you know, Wes and I, I think we, we just vibe really well with each other. We have similar interests. We, we, um, we have similar interests without having the same interests. I think that helps, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but I think we just mesh really well. You know, it's like chatting with a, a friend. And I, I think people latch on to that, that aspect of things where it's like chatting with a friend, but with intention. And it's not, um, it's, it's, you're, you're walking away with something. And that is such a crucial aspect of it where, you know, we, we just feel very comfortable hopping on the microphone and talking with each other. The audio setup's good. We have, you know, a great editor who cuts out any of the, the mess ups. In fact, uh, just the other day, I was listening to the most recent syntax episode. And um, we, we had like a whole five minute detour because I read the wrong regex flags off of uh, the PHP regex 101. And I was like, listening to the episode, just waiting for that part. And it never came. And I was like, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. It makes us sound smarter than we yeah. actually are. All right. <laughs> do you ever do you ever shout out your engineer, like uh, your sound engineer? on the podcast we do all the time yeah Shout oh out yeah craig yeah because like, like uh we screwed up yeah yeah we, we do it in our live shows whenever we mess up we'll say adam cut that out in the live show mm-hmm. um just so people uh can they can get the real vibe of what it's like yeah i think there's a um i don't know if it's a misconception i feel like people think that um some people think that like being professional necessarily means like super slick produced and like when i listen to those true crime podcasts i'm like well we could never do that like or 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 i wouldn't feel comfortable doing that you know like it just seems really formal i don't know yeah bends are more formal but i think but it works like you're also talking to like you know people ben gets the more technical episodes where it's like you know maybe we should treat them with a degree of professionalism (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it goes back to like people have their own style and like I've kind of arrived at this style based on mostly just what felt natural. But also I think the feedback I get from people who listen to the episodes is that these are great guests. They're super technical. They've built really cool open source projects or cool companies and just ask thought provoking questions, try to ask maybe slightly different questions than like the average person would ask because all these guests have been on like 50 podcasts. And so I try to, you know, think a bit outside the box with like the types of questions we ask and then get out of their way and let them talk. And that style seems to work. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I appreciate that too. Cause I, I was on podcast the other day and I told my, how I learned to code story for the hundredth time. And like, I'll like tweet that podcast out, but like no one wants to hear that anymore. Everybody's heard the MySpace story already, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think I could probably tell it for you by now. So yeah, Wes was creating uh, sites for his band, and he's yeah. The next he's creating for everyone's band, and yeah, I know it, it is funny. And and I've only heard you say it basically on our show and a couple others, but uh, yeah, I, I, people know it by now. And and you're you're totally right. It's it's the interesting questions are what's going to do it. Um, and, and 
these people all, especially people who are working on like really interesting open source projects, they have like this breadth of knowledge that is, um, you know, very specialized to whatever their project is about or whatever. They've clearly taken the time because they're interested in making that project. And it's, it's less about like, you know, what are the dry things and like, how can you pull that out of them? You know, I'm not a great interviewer myself, but like, I, I think that's one thing that makes our podcast work is that Wes and I are just genuinely excited about this stuff and I have no problem getting worked up and excited about something. And if you can get that vibe out of somebody else and get them excited um, as an interviewer, then that's got to be successful. That can happen with like, we're interviewing a lot as the company grows. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard everyone's answers to you know, like they're type five, you yeah. know, these are, okay. These yeah. are the things that I've heard the stories about why you want to work at log rocket or whatever. Like I've heard it mm-hmm. all. They haven't, and it is the correct answer, but no, it's a story that I could do. And I've never, I didn't experience it. You know? Yeah. And that's actually something I, every time I went to job interviews, when I was interviewing a lot, it was like, how can I impress upon this person that I like really enjoy what I'm doing here. And like, I will really enjoy doing that for you without you know, telling you that the most difficult thing in my my career is when I had to, you know, do this and that, whatever that they've heard a hundred times before. So, yeah, it, it is. I, I, I very much can connect that with like an actual job interview aspect of things because I've, I've been on the hiring end. I've been on the interviewing end a whole lot. And man, that stuff can just get real repetitive. It's it is tricky. Like you have to be aware of because like the, the first time that you that you were like, you know, this is why I'm here and this is why you should come here too. Like it, you've told that story just the one time, then you have to be aware later on, like, okay, this is now you're later. Like if, don't be rote, you know, really try to like be aware of your enthusiasm level because the meaning is, hasn't really changed, but maybe yeah. just come up with new anecdotes. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's funny about anecdotes too. We, we, we tell a lot of um, personal stories on the podcast about stuff that we've hit in our own projects and whatever. And like, sometimes I'm like, shoot, did I tell this anecdote before? If I told this anecdote before, like, is it useful to tell it again? Or is it useful to, you know, um, elaborate upon it in different ways to say like, this is, uh, you know, something that I, I didn't mention last time or whatever, just so people aren't hearing the same stories over and over and over. Uh, I'm impressed that you can remember who you told stories to. I'm constantly asking, did I tell you this story? It feels like... <laughs> I know I've told it to somebody and then as I slowly turned into my father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we all, um, of course. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Is there anything you want us to, to plug or discuss or you just want to say bye? What uh, would you like to do? You can plug my courses, westboss.com forward slash courses. If you want to learn some JavaScript or web development, Node.js, you name it. And Scott probably wants to plug his level up tutorials as well. Yeah, leveluptutorials.com. Uh, we have a new tutorial series every single month. And uh, for a long time, it's been just me doing a new one every month. And now we have a, a every other month as a guest creator. Uh, so we've had Brian Douglas do a course from GitHub. Uh, Colby Fayok did a course on Next.js. So we have a lot of new guest content creators coming, doing some really, really great courses for us. So uh, it's no longer just me. We have a, a nice host of new content and especially a lot of Svelte content because that's really what I'm into right now. Um, as you probably never hear me shut up about it on Twitter or uh, Syntax. So uh, leveluptutorials.com. All right, cool. We're done. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot.
Thanks for listening to Pod Rocket. Find us at Pod Rocket Pod on Twitter, or you could always email me, even though that's not a popular option. It's Brian at Log Rocket.